Welcome to the Human Journey Podcast with Phelan Oliver, a weekly podcast to help remind you we're all human. No judgments, just grow. Y'all ready to take this journey with me? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you guys for coming back to the Human Journey Podcast. This is episode one. Episode one. I made it to episode one, y'all. That's an accomplishment. I'm giving myself a pat on the back because if there's an episode one, there's an episode two. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited to get into the segments with you guys because in the trailer, I didn't let you know the segment name. But because this is called The Human Journey, um, this whole podcast is going to feel like we're going on a journey. So every segment name has a title of some type of way you're traveling. So for the first segment, it is called Ease On Down the road. All right. So Ease On Down the Road is the segment where I review a movie on Netflix. Maybe sometimes I'll talk about TV shows that I'm watching. Um, Actually, I will be talking about TV shows I'm watching sometimes. And so Ease On Down the Road, for those of you that don't know, is the black version of Follow the Yellow Brick Road. It's from The Wiz. If you haven't seen The Wiz, it is I suggest you you watch it. It's long, but it's worth it. So for my first Ease On Down The Road segment, I wanted to come to you guys with this announcement. Uh, This was a major announcement for me. I'm really looking forward to this. April 14th, Game of Thrones finale season starts. For those of you that don't have HBO, Uh, go ahead and send me a message and I will give you my login information because if you have not seen Game of Thrones you're you're losing you're losing now I was the person that was like I'm not gonna be in the I'm gonna be the one percent of the population that refuses to watch Game of Thrones because I am so sick of everybody talking about it all of the time didn't understand what it was about but I've always been the type of person that liked those type of shows like Vikings and I was my boyfriend now, um, but at the time he told me, why don't you watch Game of Thrones? And I said, okay, well, if I watch Game of Thrones, you have to watch Insecure, which if you have not seen Insecure, go ahead and check that out too. Game of Thrones was the show I binged watched. I binge watched Game of Thrones. It was so good. So I'm so excited for this. No, not the season finale. <laughs> The final season to begin on April 14th. I'm so excited. So that is my one and only thing I'm going to talk about on TV. Uh, Some of the shows that I do watch are Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Married to Medicine, Real Housewives of Potomac, all of the love and hip hops. What else do I watch? The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I watch a lot of shows on Netflix as well, but... I just like, I, I majority of the time just like watching people act a fool on television because it feels like, you know, those soap operas your parents used to watch when you were growing up and it'd always be like so dramatic and everything was like a person's in the hospital and they might die and that's the end. That's how, that's how love and hip hop feels to me. <laughs> like it's just so much drama 
and you know it's not real. It's just funny drama to me. I enjoy it. So yeah, I might dibble dabble in some of those and just talk about episodes that I just aired from the week. So if, if you like that idea, go ahead and let me know. Otherwise, I'll stick to Netflix movies. And moving forward, in my next episode, um, I will announce which movie I'm going to watch so that you guys can watch it if you'd like before my podcast comes out on Thursday. And then we can all talk about it together. So the movie I watched on Netflix this, this episode around was Avicii True Stories. Now, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I really do like documentaries a lot. Like, those are my go-tos um or rom-coms but I really like documentaries and I just I remember Avicii passed away in 2018 I didn't remember how or why I did remember that he was a DJ and if you don't know for those of you who don't know me I'm a DJ I just started recently and I love it like I love being out there so it was just like oh I want to see what his what his story was about I didn't know what age he was when he died I didn't really know much about him I knew a a few of his songs like wake me up so the movie was really really good I'm not gonna dive too too deep into it because I want you guys to watch it and that's why I'm saying next episode I'll let you know which movie we're gonna watch ahead of time so episode three we all will be watching the movie together so for these next few couple episodes I'm I'm not gonna go too deep into it. Um, Avicii's real name was Tim Burling. He was born in 1989. He died in 2018. He grew up in Stockholm, Sweden. When he was 16, that's when he started uh, remixing tracks, and that's when he got his first record deal. From 2007 to 2008, he didn't have any shows. That sounds like me. He met uh, Iranian promoter Arash Purnuri, and he was became his manager. They started touring, and the first show he he headlined for Madonna, which is huge. In 2011, Levels came out and started the boom of his career. So then from 2008 to 2012, he did 550 shows, which is a lot. That's like 150 shows a year. Then he completed Wake Me Up in 12 hours because that's how hard he liked to work. And then he realized he was drinking a lot before his shows to take the bite off, and he did not like that. He didn't like feeling like an alcoholic. He started to get sick. He ended up in the hospital, but he was still working while he was in the hospital. The doctors came in, told him, don't do any more shows. Um, But his manager, Rosh, pushed him to go. From 2008 to 2013, he did 657 shows. So add an extra year, add an extra 107 shows. Okay. He always felt like he had to do the shows now. In the beginning, he felt like it was like him being accepted by people because he was so shy. So he tried to quit in 2016, but Rash was so greedy. I'm sorry, I'm calling him wrong. Ash, they called him Ash. Ash was so greedy and he didn't want to let him stop. So there are more details, obviously, in the movie and it's really good. I blame his manager, Ash, for his death, honestly, just like his father. I looked into it. His father is very upset. Ash pushed him too hard. He was young when he started. He never really got to fully experience his 20s because he just wanted to work, 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 work. He always felt like he had to take care of his family. I mean, we all do, right? I'm not lying when I say we all feel like we want to be the people that are well enough and well enough meaning health, financial, and mentally well enough to be able to help help in our friends and family. Like when I think about 
one type of financial situation I want to be in. I want to be in the financial situation where I'm able to take my friends on a trip. And I'm sure we all feel that way, right? So he definitely felt that way. In the beginning, him and his friends made a pact. So he felt like he had to do work this hard so that he could bring his friends with them. From 2008 to 2016, he did 813 shows. That is crazy. And the whole time, he wasn't happy while he was doing... I mean, in the beginning, he said he was happy for the first four years. And then he wasn't happy after that. I'm not going to tell you how he died because I want you guys to watch the movie. Or you can Google it yourself. It's kind of graphic. And it's sad. Like, it's just sad. What I did get from this is he had a dream that felt fun to him but ash snuck in and made him feel like it was all about money and i think he felt like like i said he had to provide for his family and that anxiety of it all became too much he didn't enjoy being on the stage he enjoyed producing he enjoyed the background because he was so shy he had social anxiety they say when you're on the stage and you're performing you get the energy from the people from the crowd and so i'm sure when he left the stage and he would say stuff like oh my gosh that was so much fun it was because he enjoyed experiencing that energy but that energy can be draining especially if you're not getting the right energy and i don't think he had the support he needed from his friends and family i think they should have been there more for him they should have understood where he was coming from he shouldn't have had to explain multiple times I don't want to do this. It should have just been an, okay, we're not going to do this. So the movie is called Avicii True Stories. It's on Netflix. It's really good. I suggest you guys check it out. I really enjoyed it. And I think you guys will too. If you're into documentaries, definitely check it out. All right. So let's move on to our next segment called Guilt Trip. Yeah, you can leave on the back door. All right, so like I said, each of the segment has something to do with a journey. So for me, my main thing that the negative people around me know how to take advantage of, my guilt, right? Guilt Trip is a segment where we talk about mental health topics. When you have a mental illness, which I don't want that word to sound scary to anyone because it really isn't. Everyone has a mental illness to some degree. But when you have a mental illness, you feel guilty about it. You feel guilty about feeling depressed. You feel guilty about not wanting to get out of bed. You feel guilty about not wanting to hang out with your friends. You feel guilty about saying no to someone. You feel guilty about doing things that you don't want to do. You feel guilty. So this this mental health topic segment segment is called guilt trip for this segment it's about social anxiety i decided i wanted to do something fun with this segment um before i was before i started podcasting again i was doing mental health topic segments on snapchat but you only get so many snaps before people are sick of watching them (laughs) and it is a lot of work to you know be going back and forth like that so I am going to bring that, that little gem on over to this mental health topic just to make it a little bit fun and lighten the mood up, but also show my goofy side because 
I, at the end of the day, am a creative and I like to act, sing and dance and be goofy and DJ and draw and paint and build things with my hands. So this segment is for me. I don't care if you guys like it or not. It's for me. So let's start. Ignited. And I don't want to feel the way I do, but I like it. Hey, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Hello? Hey, girl. No, 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 no. You better just be calling me to let me know that you're going to be late. I'm I'm not going. I'm sorry. I I'm just not up for it today. We are going to this flash mob. I've been waiting for this undecided flash I'm mob. I'm sorry. For a long I'm not time going. Now. And whoever who even does flash mobs what anymore? What you mean who does flash mobs? We do flash mobs. No, we don't. We don't do flash. Mobs. You never feel up for nothing. Are we even friends anymore? Of course we're friends. But why do we always have to go out? I mean, goodness gracious, last time I seen you was 6 months ago. Well, then why haven't you came over? Why do I always have to go out with you in order for you to see me? Why can't you come to my place? I have social anxiety and I don't like being out a lot. So I'm sorry. When it comes to the day of, if I cancel on you, it's just because I'm just not feeling up for it. That's all. But I love you. You know, I love oh you. Oh my gosh. It's always something. What is social anxiety? What is it? Explain that to me so I can be on the same page and wait okay, for it. Okay, well, you should know a little bit about anxiety but social anxiety or sad is a social phobia in which social interactions can cause irrational anxiety more than shyness this disorder can cause intense fear about social interactions um, often driven by irrational worries about humiliation like if i say something stupid or not knowing what to say is someone looking at me Someone with social anxiety disorder may not take part in conversations, contribute to class discussions, or offer their ideas, and may become isolated. Panic attacks are a common reaction to anticipated or forced social interaction, according to NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Social anxiety makes you hyper alert to what others are thinking of you. It activates your fight, flight, or freeze. It puts you in survival mode. Your brain perceives danger. When you think about it, it's really just deeper than anxiety because your subconscious mind perceives you to be in danger in a social situation. Why is your mind perceiving danger? That's something that I want to, or people with social anxiety should dig into a little bit more. For me personally, after I was sexually assaulted, it made it hard for me to be in groups, in large groups with people around me because I want to make sure I know what's going on at all times. And if I don't, I get anxious. I don't like being in social situations where there's a lot of people. So you can you can try to fix your anxiety. So your brain needs to feel safe. You need to acknowledge that you have this. You need to change your self-thoughts because that's what it is. When you walk in a room, no one's thinking Oh my gosh, she's she's she looks horrible. You're the only person thinking that. You need to perceive yourself as safe. And the way to do that is therapy, medications and psychotherapy, which is what I'm trying to do. So would you give me a break? I mean, I I I'm trying. Okay, okay. This is deeper than I thought. Um I will go to the splash bar by myself. I'll act a fool. I'll take pictures and send you videos and I hope you feel better. And you're right, you're right. Maybe I maybe I should just come to your house. Maybe we don't gotta go out all the time. We can just chill and sit back. 
drink some wine. Yes, let's just sit in the house sometimes, drink some wine, and twerk something, okay? <laughs> you stupid. You stupid. You stupid. You stupid. Stop it. Stop it. I love you. I love you. I, okay, I love you. I love you too. I love you too. Bye. <laughs> All right, I hope you guys enjoyed, enjoyed that segment. Let's move on to our next segment called Not All Who Wander Are Lost. Not all those who wander are lost. All right, so this is like the wellness segment. This is a segment where I'm going to talk about things that can help you make, make you feel better with your mental health, okay? Things to make your brain exercise, to make you do the work, to make your mental health better. Like I said, I'm not a therapist or a doctor, but I've been taught a lot of coping mechanisms, but I've also taught myself a lot of ways to be able to deal with it, function, and and try to move past. So for this wellness segment, we'll be talking about therapy, y'all. I love therapy. Okay, so I w- I've been in therapy um, on and off and since I was about 10 years old. And in the beginning, as a child, I didn't like it at all. I didn't see a purpose for it. I didn't understand why these grown people were trying to figure out certain things that didn't have anything to do with my sadness. And it just felt like I didn't even want to talk to you. Y'all know how it feels to be raised in a house that's like, you don't tell nobody, none of our business. (laughs) So I was like, why is this person trying to get in my family business? Leave me alone. (laughs) but as I got older I started taking advantage of it so I saw a therapist after I was sexually assaulted at 21 and she really helped me I did EMDR treatment which is you use a machine to trick your brain into compartmentalizing things we can talk about EMDR on a different day but she did that with me and I was able to get over the sexual assault for the time being. And it, it really helped. Like I felt really good about my life at that point. And then I saw an OCD therapist a few years later after that. And that one didn't go so well. I didn't ask enough questions before I saw her because I have OCD. We'll dive into that deeper a different day, but we'll talk about my specific OCD in regards to why I stopped seeing this chick. So she was seeing me. I didn't feel like she was really giving me any good advice on how to stop my OCD. And one of the things, this is this is the last time I saw this woman, okay? <laughs> so my one of the things I have is since I can literally remember, my mom has told me ever since I was a baby, people would give me clothes and I would not wear them. So I cannot go into thrift stores. Unfortunately, like I I really, really, really wish I could because the deals are there. There's cute stuff there. Sometimes I can't. No, even at Ragstock, I can't. Like I just, I can't, unfortunately. That's something I'm working on, but I can't do it. I've been told before by um, spiritual people that it's just because those items have energy held from other people in it and so that other people's energy makes me uncomfortable which I believe personally but yeah for the longest I haven't been able to go into a thrift store put on someone else's clothes unless it's like my friend or someone that I feel comfortable with or someone that I know so this lady y'all this lady is gonna tell me I want you to go into a thrift store get a cup and drink out of it Are you joking me? I just told you I have not done that. And this is our first, our first project together. How about we baby step into this? Let's baby step. Let's not just jump into it. 
soon as she said that, I was like, all right, she ain't for me. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> but now I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for over a year now. Again, and I really like the person that I'm with. I really enjoy uh, the work that we've done together. Um, I've also gone to group therapy before, and that was for the sexual assault, and I really enjoyed that. But then that place got shut down because the, they just didn't have enough funding. But that was a really nice way to not feel alone in my situation that I was in. But there are so many different types of therapy for you guys. Um, there's cognitive behavioral therapy, which is like treating dysfunctional thinking, which a lot of us have. There's anger management, uh, compassion-focused therapy, which is like an approach that encourages people to have compassion towards others and themselves, which a lot of y'all need. <laughs> there's... There's holistic psychotherapy, which is more like a relationship between your mind, body, and spirit. There's interpersonal psychotherapy, um, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, motion enhancement therapy, uh, regression therapy. So the list goes on and on and on and on. Like I said, there's group therapy, there's family therapy, There's it just goes on and on and on and on gender aware therapy there's something out there for you that that's this is the point of me naming all of those is to say there's something out there for you now with therapy it's not easy all the time it's hard to open up to someone that you don't know that's a complete stranger and be vulnerable with them i know trust me i know but the only way to grow is to be vulnerable and the only way to know what's going on with you deep down is to be vulnerable with someone who is experienced with that. You know what I'm saying? So I suggest to find the right therapy for you. Call them. Say, hey, I just want to ask you a few questions. Write down those questions you want to ask. Like for me, my questions are, are you the type of therapist that will just sit there and, and write down everything I say? Or are you the type of therapist that will give me feedback? Ask them the questions that you, that you need before you decide and before you pick on who you want to see and spend your money with because you want to make sure you're getting the person that you need that's going to work for you be specific on what you need okay be specific on what you want to get out of it so go into it being like hmm i want to make sure that i work on money management and you're going to dive deeper onto why you have those money issues but be specific so that you guys have something that you're actually working on it's like wine you probably don't like the first one that you tried in your life, but you can try as many as you like. And eventually you're going to you're going to pick your favorite and you're going to stick with that one for a couple of years. And then you'll get sick of it. <laughs> you'll go find another one or you might stay with it for the rest of your life. My suggestion about the rest of your life is do not be in therapy for that long. If you have a therapist that's encouraging you to be with them for 10 plus years, that's not the right therapist for you. Their job literally is to help you heal whatever's hurting inside. If they haven't healed it in 10 years, they ain't trying to heal it. They're trying to make money off of you. Find someone that wants to help you heal it. Yeah, it could take three to five years. I mean, some people have even deeper issues that might take a longer time, but even a, ther a good therapist will tell you, I'm not here to be your therapist for the rest of your life. You may leave and come back to them, but you don't want to be doing this for 10 years straight because at that point, some of your issues should be able to be managed on your own. You're learning the skills to manage your 
anxiety, your depression on your own and you're getting the help you need. And ask them about your insurance covering uh, your visits before you actually schedule with them. You don't want to go see them and get a bill in the mail for hundreds of dollars that you thought was, your insurance was going to cover. So ask them about that. Ask them if your insurance covers the visit with them specifically. And if it doesn't, and if you don't have insurance, which you should, because you will be taxed for that, sometimes they'll have a sliding scale. So based on your income, you can pay a certain amount. If you do have an insurance and let's say it doesn't cover visiting with them, but you really, really, really like this person, ask them if they have a sliding scale. And please be open. Please be open because you just have to be vulnerable in order to heal what's hurting. And some, I mean, everybody's hurting. I think of therapy as a doctor, right? Like you go to a doctor when your ankle's broken, you put the cast on it. So why not go to a doctor when your mental's broken and get a cast on it for a little bit until it heals. So I will put the link of the list of therapies in the description box for this episode. I will also um, if post on my Facebook, The Human Journey Pod, some resources in Minnesota of group therapy and that sort of thing. And if you have any questions, send me a message and I'll go ahead and try to get some information for you, okay? All right, so let's take a break. All right, so let's move over to the segment called Let's Walk and Talk. Walk with me, talk with me. For my first Let's Walk and Talk, I have the Persian Prince, Omid Ferdosi. Everybody give him a round of applause, please. Thank you. So for this Walk and Talk segment, we will have listeners' questions. And this time around, we have some interesting uh, listeners that have some questions for Mr. Persian Prince, a.k.a. Mr. Ferdosi, a.k.a. my boyfriend. You know, before we start, you know what I like about speaking into a microphone? What? You don't have to make any eye contact. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Why don't you want to make eye contact? You know, sometimes you, I mean, sometimes you want to look back and just remind yourself what the person looks like. But the rest of the time, it's like, I don't want to stare you in the eyes for three minutes. Okay. Ten minutes. You can look in someone's eyes and then glance away and then look at Right. Them. And then you know every time you glance away, part of you is like, I hope they don't think I'm rude for not looking at them. No, actually, I don't think that way. I think I'm staring in their eyes too much. I need to move my eyes. I wonder Right, right. But then there's that conundrum of like did you did they were they looking away when you were looking at them and then you looked away when they looked at you? This could be this should be a Seinfeld episode. All right, let's start with the questions. I'm going to ask you what you would like to start with. No peeking. Okay, do you want to start with... I have um, Billy Bob or Susie Susie. Billy Bob or Susie or Billy Bob or Susie Susie? Billy Bob or Susie... Does it matter? Billy Bob. They both sound like... I don't like either option. Well, howdy, this is Brown Eyed Bill. My question for you is, if you could make a rule that everybody had to follow for one day, what would that rule be? Would you go on a power trip? Thanks. <laughs> thanks thanks for, for posting my question on your podcast. Can't wait to listen to the next one. Billy Bob signing out. Well, I think I'm more stuck on I don't think you could go, like... 
power hungry because it's only for one day and it's only one rule. So I think if I had to make everybody follow one rule, it would be now. Do you want the truth? It could be this could be dark. Answer the question. I think I would want everyone to go see how their food is made. That's dark. Okay. So <laughs> you want everybody to see how their food is made. Yeah. If I had a rule for one day, it would be one day a year, everybody gets to take off work like a Christmas, but not a Christmas. Does everyone take it off on the same day? No. So a free day. Hi, this is Susie Snake Eyes. They call me that because I always roll it on the dimes. <laughs> My question for you is, if you could have an unlimited storage of one thing, what would it be and why? Again, you can follow me at Susie Snake Eyes on Instagram. <laughs> Bye. An unlimited... We can ignore her. I, that I could barely understand what she was saying. You knew what she was saying. Um, an unlimited what? Susie asked if you could have an unlimited amount of storage, what would it be? Of storage? I don't get it. If I could have an unlimited amount of storage, it would be for my shoes. Oh, where you could just put everything? Yeah, storage. Oh, well, let's see. What do I... I don't have a lot of anything. I don't know. What about brain storage? Yeah, I guess. That's a good point. That would be cool. An unlimited amount of brain storage. I just gave you that one. Well, I like it, so I'm taking it. Thank you. So, you have an unlimited amount of brain storage. I'd have an unlimited amount of shoe storage. Perfect. Okay, for the final question, because we're not doing... Yeah. Hi. You're enjoying this? Aren't you? (laughs) No. I mean, I am enjoying this. Okay, so... We'll do um, we'll do two more questions. How about that? We'll see how it goes. Okay. For the next question, um, we'll take it to someone that has a dilemma. And I would love to hear how you would resolve this one. All right. I'm excited. It's uh, it's a coming. It's a coming. <laughs> You guys, I told you my last resort. I told my friends that if I did not pull Trey songs by the end of December, I would shave off an eyebrow or half of my hair. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why. Now he's with Lori Harvey and he's never gonna leave her. He's never gonna leave her. She's so gorgeous and they're in love and I am here. We're contemplating shaving an eyebrow and he will never be with me again, ever. He was never with me before, but please help me. Let me know what I should do. Please help. What would you do? So so, so it was shave off one eyebrow or half of her hair? Yeah. Well, half of your hair would make you half of your head bald and one eyebrow would grow back way quicker than your hair, so... Yeah. Um, I think you should shave your head. <laughs> what? Okay, I was not expecting you to say. Why are you making? Why are you? Why are you out here saying I'm gonna pull this guy, and if I don't, I'm gonna do this or that? Come on. True. Come on. You. True. Like Trey songs. You don't. Do you even know him? 
Do you even live in California? Me? No. Oh, this this caller. This caller. Yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want to be disrespectful, but she doesn't sound like she could pull a Trey Songz. She sounds like she could pull an Alvin and the Chipmunks. Well, my solution would not be shave half your head. My solution would be shave an eyebrow and fill it in with makeup. Would you like to go to the final question or no, Mr. Yes. Persian Prince? Um, you ready? Yes, let's do it. Hey, I'm trying to say my name on here. Um, so me and my girlfriend, we got into it because she's like, you always smell like a skunk. I'm like, first of all, don't talk about Petey like that because Petey is not just a skunk. He's a family member. I can't help how he smells. Don't tell me I smell like a skunk. At least I'm not sweating out cheese. Y'all, she sweats cheese. She sweats melted cheese. So really, I guess my only question is, would you rather sweat melted cheese or smell like a skunk? Because preferably for me, I'd rather smell like Petey than some Gouda and some sharp cheddar. What you think? So, what did he smell like? Are you here? So would you rather... Smell like a skunk or smell like cheese? Or she said her spouse sweats melted cheese. Yeah. Would you, what would you one would you rather? I mean, a skunk is, it's literally, it's defense. It's to smell bad. So, and that smell lingers. But she also has a pet skunk, obviously. So she doesn't care. Oh, I, I think I would smell like cheese. So you'd rather be playing basketball and sweating sharp cheddar. I, I thought that was a metaphor. No, that's what she said. It literally happens. Check. I wouldn't want to sweat cheese. That sounds okay. So thick. which one would you want? And it'd be get all disgusting. Right. What would you be your answer? Um, the skunk. You still wouldn't want to smell like a skunk, or you would want to. Smell? I'd rather smell like a skunk than have stuff coming out of my face. What's the biology? Of, like, how 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 do you end up getting cheese in you and then sweating it out of your pores? You know, you know the saying: you eat, you are what you eat. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, girl. I don't have an answer for you because that's either one is gross. I got an Sorry. No, go ahead. I got an answer. You don't have one. Um, I think that relationship sounds toxic. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, when you're out here it calling and putting her on blast about she didn't put she names. Smells. She said right. she didn't want to put any names. But, I mean, putting it on. If you're fighting about how y'all smell, I mean. You keep talking about she smells like cheese. Nobody well, said I mean, anything cheese, smell if, like if, cheese. If cheese is coming out of you, it's you're inevitably going to just smell like cheese. What does cheese, cheese smell like? Moldy? There's different varieties. I think, I think when you get a lot of cheese together is when you really start to What's smell What's your favorite it. cheese? Feta. Mm. No hesitation. Yeah, that was right away. Yeah, goes good with everything. Eggs, spaghetti. Yep. Bread. Watermelon. I don't like it with watermelon. Have you had it with watermelon? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, have feta with some pita bread and watermelon and then and then be persian yeah i don't know what to tell you besides go to the doctor both of you and i wonder what part of her smells like a skunk like why was her partner complaining you know i'm gonna be honest i i was wondering that too (laughs) um what's with these questions why are you asking me 
hopefully, hey, yo, if you got some serious issues, call because you know we can sit here and be empathetic and sympathetic and all all that, but that shit was pathetic. Well, again, we don't do bullying on my podcast. So if These you're gonna be not, if you want to come back and answer questions, you can't be talking about people like that. Yes. No. Talking about people are pathetic. It rhymed. I said two other words that rhymed with that I had to say. His Twitter rhyming. handle and his Instagram handle is. Oh, you want me to? Say yeah, it? I do. <laughs> I don't. I'm a little uncomfortable saying it now. You might like ruin my life with this shit. Are you joking me? You think somebody's gonna come and ruin your life about sweating cheese? <laughs> you just, people are crazy on the internet. Yo, you know what? There's people who just sit at home all day and they just look for new stuff on the internet that they've never found and they probably find a hundred things a day and they've been doing that for 20 years. They probably found so much okay, stuff. Okay, the only people that are listening is Susie Snake Eyes, Billy Bob, the woman who sweats cheese and smells like a skunk. Yeah, yeah, um, your promo video got a decent amount of views. So I know there's people who are listening nobody's looking for you on twitter to harass you because you call somebody pathetic for melting cheese sweating cheese so what's your twitter handle it's the real hawk hawk is spelled h-a-k the real hawk hawk comes from uh actually had it comes from middle school nickname we will go into that some other time let's do that later but let's do a shameless plug real quick go ahead and tell them about your your Instagram got a little doggy not one of those dog Instagrams where people are like posting pictures of their dog and they got this little dog and you'll see like 13.5k next to their name and you're like how did this person get 13 and a half thousand they're literally some fucking mom in a house in Minnesota who's like 45 years old not just Minnesota and then um then I'm like, is a 45-year-old mom in Minnesota going to be going out there <laughs> anyways, buying followers? Can you plug your shit? <laughs> God. But anyway, so, yes, Our Dog's Journeys. And it's just, you know, a place to catalog the journey that our four-legged best friends and family members have with us. And, uh, you know, if you share something, we'll definitely share it. We'll, we love, we love to, we love to, uh, promote your stories and let the world know about the affection and the love and the bond between you and your best friend. Cat and dog or just dog? Um, well, don't let the, the name fool you. Cats to any pets, honestly. Fish? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... They're intelligent. Um, and I'm saying all this while I'm petting my dog. He comes everywhere with me, even to podcast recordings. Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 How do you feel about that song? Um, I don't care. Like, it's okay. It's a good song. Are you one of those people that are offended by it? Why would I be offended? Because people are literally shouting in a song, why did you let the dogs out? Keep them locked up. Yeah, unless unless they mean like, hey, who let the dogs out? Like, I have two dogs in my house. Someone left the door open. Who let them out? <laughs> I don't know who's offended, but I'm sure there is an offended population. Well, yeah, that's why I'm saying there's going to be an offended population about the fucking cheese. Nobody Can I swear on here? 
I mean, it's supposed to be friendly, but who cares? I can bleep you out. People listen to this shit more when it's explicit. Wow. I, I know now me. you go again with another if curse I, word. If I see explicit next to it and the other thing doesn't say explicit, I'm like, this is going to be more mature. This is going to be more like how I talk, more like how normal people yeah, talk. Yeah, but what about people like me who have kids and like to listen to their shit in the car and don't want to turn it off because their kid is there? Here's what bothers me about cursing. Now, granted, I don't have cursing in the podcast because I want people to be able to listen to it around kids if they would like to. But my thing is, is like, it's a word. How is it even offensive? It rhymes with duck. Like, what the F makes it offensive? What makes the word offensive? People. So curse words aren't even real. What makes chair a chair? People. Right. Right. this wraps up the let's walk and talk segment thank you so much for coming on once again you can follow his instagram page our dog's journeys you can also click on the link in his bio and it will take you to the website which you can then submit a story of your own of your pet's journey you want to shamelessly plug Shishi? You just you go just go on the go on the page and you'll see yeah. how because how like he is. said it's not thirteen point five with a bunch of pictures of their dog, but it's a forty five year old male posting a bunch of from Minnesota posting a bunch of pictures of his dog. I'm not forty five. Close. I'm not even thirty. <laughs> not close at all. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening to what Let's Walk and Talk. About? Thanks for having me. Of course. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks this for coming. Fun. Thanks for coming for to sure. my humble abode. For sure. This should <laughs> this should this should this should be a weekly thing. We'll see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next part of our journey. You know what guys? I realized I didn't even explain to you guys what Let's Walk and Talk is. I maybe I did. I'll cut this out if I didn't. Let's Walk and Talk is a segment where I will have listeners' questions. You can call me at 612-255-8593 or email humanjourneypod at gmail.com. If you call, you can leave a voicemail, and I will go ahead and play the voicemail. Unless you say on the voicemail, do not play this, then I will just read it out for you, and I will just read out the emails as well. And then I'll I'll answer them to my best abilities. Um, this time around, we had some weird characters. I expect for some of my friends and family to support me and just call and ask any type of question, and I'll go ahead and answer it to my best ability. Uh, it was fun. I'd love to have guests, more guests to do the walk and talk and answer questions with me because that was so much fun. Yeah, so our next segment is called The Shady Path. Oh, ah, the ghetto. All right, so for the shady path, I really wanted to talk about, I wanted to start with R. Kelly. So let's bring everybody to the front of the congregation. R. Kelly has been the king of R&B for us. <laughs> no offense, Jacquees, whatever your name is. He's been the king of R&B for, to us for a very, very, very long time. Now, I remember uh, one of the main songs that was my favorite was obviously I Believe I Can Fly um, or Ignition, the remix. And I remember being in sixth grade, going to camp, like a camp, overnight camp with all of my friends in school. And we were on the school bus and Ignition came on and we were all singing it. 
out loud. Didn't even know what we were talking about, but we were all singing it out loud. Now that I watched that documentary, that that song came out to distract us from the video of him peeing on a 13-year-old girl. That is disgusting that this man has been able to walk around the earth this long, taking advantage and manipulating young women for his own pleasure. Now, the argument that some people have is he was sexually assaulted himself. So why wouldn't he do it to someone else? Because people don't, people that are sexually assaulted can't walk around sexually assaulting other people. It's still wrong. His brother in the movie's like, I like older women. He likes younger women. It's a preference. What's the problem? The problem is it's called pedophilia. That's the problem. And you're sitting in jail right now, so your judgment isn't the best. We don't even really want to hear what you got to say. We don't really care about your opinion, sir. Go back to yourself, sir. Go back to yourself. Your brother married Aaliyah when she was 15 and he was 27. That is disgusting. What is wrong with you? He called him. I mean, here's the thing. We sat here as children. I mean, for people from the ages of, I'm going to give you grace, 30 and under. I'm not worried. I mean, I'm not thinking about y'all. This ain't for y'all. Over that, y'all knew what was going on. Y'all knew he married Aaliyah. Y'all knew he peed on that girl and the judge dismissed it. Y'all knew he called himself the Pied Piper, which is a man who lures kids out to never be seen again. So I'm glad women are finally speaking up because we need to shut down these nasty sexual predators. I'm sick of it. Now, granted, some of y'all are allies. Woot woot to you. But an ally would then stick up for a woman in a dangerous situation. Harassing a woman needs to be done. And you know what else I'm sick of? I would love to specifically speak to someone who is sticking up for this man, R. Kelly and all of them, that are saying, well, women lie. <laughs> You're joking, right? You're joking, right? Okay, so according to the U.S. Bureau of Justice Statistics, it states only 35% of assaults are reported. All right, so for th those of y'all, that don't know how to do the math in your own head, let me do it for you. If 100 women were raped, only 35 of them reported. That's 65 women suffering by themselves and too scared to say anything. That's not, I'm not done, I'm not done, I'm not done. According to the FBI, only 8% of sexual assaults reported are found to be untrue. For those of y'all that don't know how to do the math, I'll do it for you again. 8%? Of 35 people that reported it means only 2.8 people lied. So I'll round it up for y'all. Three of the 35 were liars. So 32 of them were telling the truth. Why can't you believe women? If only 8% were found to be untrue, why can't you believe women? Because you're a predator yourself. <laughs> That's the real answer. That's the real answer. If you continuously keep sticking up for these men who do things to women that they can't take back, you don't know. You, unless you've been through it, you have no idea what it feels like to be raped or sexually assaulted. Something is taken from you. You don't know what has been taken from you. And you're lost and you're looking for it and you don't even know what you're looking for. And for those out there that have been sexually assaulted, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm, not, I'm also not here for... Oh, well, where were the parents? Where were the parents? 
uh, half of y'all didn't even believe he was out here doing it at the time. Not half, 80% of y'all didn't even believe he was doing it at the time. So the parents clearly didn't believe it either. None of us believed it. The judge said he was guilty. He wasn't guilty. The judge said not guilty. So why would anybody believe it? Everybody wanted to be around R. Kelly. Of course, he was the king of R&B. Was. W-A-S. Was the king of R&B. So I'm here to mute R. Kelly. If you have, if, if I ever, ever, ever hear anybody say, oh, I'm just here. I'm just here for the music, not the, not the man. I don't want to hear it. In this situation, you cannot separate the music from the man. I'm sorry, you can't. Because all of his lyrics have laced pedophilia throughout them. And if you're not here to mute R. Kelly, I really don't. Let's not talk. <laughs> let's just not be friends. I don't I don't want to hear you step into the name of love at your wedding. If you play it and I'm there, I'm out. And I'm not saying bye. I'm not. Okay? Okay. I'm glad we could come to that understanding. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Before I went into my rant, I had to. I had to. Because I'm so sick of it. But um, the shady path is basically me talking about pop culture topics that I find interesting. Um, and things that I like to talk about with my friends. So it's just like, y'all are my friends now. I mean, at the end of the day, this is episode one and you're listening. So we're best friends. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and dive into some other topics that I wanted to talk to y'all about. First and foremost, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Why has the Super Bowl recruited every black artist? And that sounds calculated to me. We have everybody standing for, for cap. And now you want to recruit all the black artists to the Super Bowl? What, is that a slap in his face? Now, I don't have nothing to say about Miss Gladys Knight because I don't got nothing to say about Miss Gladys Knight. Miss Gladys Knight is a legend and I don't have nothing negative to say, but I'm going to give y'all the facts though. So Gladys Knight is set to perform the national anthem for the Super Bowl. I have no opinions about this. I do, but I don't. Quote from Miss Gladys Knight. I understand that Mr. Cap is protesting two things, and they are police violence and injustice. It is unfortunate that our national anthem has been dragged into this debate when the distinctive senses of the national anthem and fighting for justice should each stand alone. I pray that this national anthem will bring us all together in a way never before witnessed, and we can move forward and untangle these truths, which mean so much to all of us. I don't have nothing to say. She's a legend, but I will say the national anthem was talking about white people, though. They didn't care about us. I'm going to leave it at that. I also will say she's been out here fighting injustice before most of us were even born. So what do you guys think? Let me know. But I'm going to move on. Let me know what you think. Someone that has been in the news a lot is Alexa Skye, and she's been fighting everybody. Black China, Fetty Wap's baby mother. Um, and then decided after she fought Black China, she went to Rob Kardashian's house and posted on her Instagram stories, making dinner for Bay. <laughs> I like her. I like her. <laughs> My thing is, though, why does Rob want to be with women that use him? Like, that's his thing. He likes women that use him. But she cute, though. And speaking of Black China, she's been having her, the police called to her house multiple times. I mean, she can't catch a break. 
the Kardashians are in a lawsuit with her. I'm pretty sure there's a custody battle going on with Rob Kardashian. She got in a fight with Alexa Skye. Then she had the police called saying there was neglect in the home. They found out her babies were fine. She wasn't drunk. Everything was fine. The, the nanny was there. Then a few hours later, uh, I guess she had a spat with her makeup artist. And so she, the makeup artist brought the police to her home to grab her stuff so that nothing would escalate. I mean, she can't catch a break. Moving on. Let's talk about Soldier Man. Like, I, can, I can't call him Soldier Man. It has to be Soldier Boy or else it sounds like the Trojan Man commercial to me. Anyways, he has a new gaming system. And he has been trolling the world to advertise it. He came at Tyga, Drake, Ariana. <laughs> and doing this all while wearing that stretched out Gucci headband. Can we take a moment of silence for the stretched out Gucci headband? It's disgusting. It looks like it hasn't even been washed. He's right, though. I agree with him. I mean, I don't agree with everything he's saying, but he did start the internet rapper genre, and everybody didn't take him serious. He started doing the dances on the internet. Nobody took him serious, and now everybody's coming out from the internet and basically putting him on the back burner and saying, nah, Soulja Boy is weak. Now, did he have the greatest comeback of 2018? No. Maybe he made a lot of money, but he in music, he did not. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for the shake it Ooh, the ghetto. All right, so let's move on over to the, our next segment, which is called a move, move in the right direction. Okay, so a move in the right direction is the segment where we talk about local people from Minneapolis. Minneapolis does not get the credit that we deserve. This this segment is to highlight people in this state locally that are doing something. They have a brand, they have a business, and I just want to give them a shout out. Hopefully we can all, you know, support them and support whatever their endeavor is and network and work together. So for this first, a move in the right direction, we have my friend, my beautiful, talented friend, Kyla. She owns a blog called The Introverted Beauty, and she's just looking to change the norm on people that are considered shy or introverted, and she'd like to bring awareness to social anxiety and prove that you can get better and that she's living proof. She also has an Instagram, and you guys can check out like all of her clothing options. I'm, I have told her multiple times she needs to be a stylist. I have a couple times um, did some photo shoots with her for her. Um, but she usually takes the photos on her own and she's just gorgeous and her clothing style is just so cute. So go ahead and check it out. She's been more recently doing videos of like ways to style these pants or ways to style this shirt. It's really cute. And it's the underscore introverted beauty. She's amazing. She is so sweet, so kind, and she's just trying to make it like the rest of us. I asked her, what did she want people to know about herself? And this is what she said. I wanted a way to express myself, and I've always been inspired by creativity in many forms. I was always doing something and trying out new things. Growing up, I was really shy and afraid to talk to people. I was quiet, and people told me I was too quiet, so I saw it as a bad thing. I thought there was something wrong with me, so I used to try to change myself and be more loud and outgoing. I was horrible at it. People saw right through it. I didn't know it was okay to be myself, and I wasn't good at being someone else. 
So I became very withdrawn and I stopped talking to people and trying to make friends in school. I became invisible. I became the shy, quiet girl that stuck with me until adulthood. My label amongst friends and colleagues was shy, quiet girl. I didn't have an opinion. I didn't share my thoughts. I never talked about what was on my mind. And I was very passive and I never stuck up for myself. I bottled myself up so much that I became very depressed. If you guys want to hear more about her background, you can check out my Instagram, Human Journey Pod. And I do shout out Saturdays of the people that are on my segment, A Move in the Right Direction. And that'll give you her full background. I'm really happy for her. I think she's amazing. If you're looking for a stylist, I think you should reach out to her. And don't be the person that's like, oh, can you do it for me for free? Offer something. Because we're all out here struggling and we're all out here trying to work and we all we all need money. Like, let's be real. Um, or do an exchange for an exchange, too. That'd be cool. So like I said, go ahead and go follow her at the underscore introverted beauty on Instagram and go follow her blog. And so let's move on over to our next segment. Our next segment is called Journeys. End. All right, we got to wrap this up, though. Okay. Let's wrap it up then. Over there too. Close it. Close it. Close it. Close it. And that's because we're at the end of the journey, you guys. I hope this feels like, wow, why? Why so soon? Because I'm really enjoying this, and I hope you guys are enjoying this as much. This is the end of our journey for this episode. Um, and for the journey's end, I'm going to say an affirmation that I want you guys to write down, repeat after me, and then I'm going to just give us 15 to 20 seconds of silence to repeat it over and over in our head. I want you to repeat this all week, write it on a sticky note, put it on your mirror. I'm a big believer in affirmations. I'm a big believer in if you believe, if you can force yourself to believe in yourself, then you will eventually believe in yourself without the force. And then you eventually grow into the person that you're supposed to be. So this affirmation this week is, at this moment, I choose to feel calm and peaceful. Everything is unfolding as it should. At this moment, I choose to feel calm and peaceful. Everything is unfolding as it should. I hope you guys enjoyed this journey with me for this first episode. I really appreciate you guys for tuning in. I want to thank Knox Music. You can find him at Knox Music. Um, it's N-O-X-X-M-U-S-I-C for the music in the beginning of the intro. He's a producer friend of mine that decided that he would help me out. And I really, 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 really appreciate it. I want to thank Omid or at The Real Hawk. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-H-A-K for coming and answering those listener questions. <laughs> and I want to thank uh, my friend Kyla at the in underscore introverted beauty. I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not a judger at all, actually. I'm just here to go on this journey with you guys. Like I said, um, if you want to call in, you can call 612-255-8593, and it'll go to voicemail for you. Or you, uh, with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can go ahead and email me at humanjourneypod at gmail.com. My podcast will come out every Thursday morning. Um, I know this one was a little late, but that's because the sound quality was really, really off and I had to redo it and re-edit it on the fly Thursday for you guys. So moving forward, it will be out Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. 
I really appreciate you guys for taking this journey with me today. And I look forward to speaking with you guys and having you guys on my show. And if you'd like to be a guest, please let me know. Reach out to me and let me know you want to be a guest. And we can come up with a topic or whatever segment you want to be on. We can do it. Thank you so, so much for listening. And the journey continues.